This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert takes us verse by verse through the book of First Peter. Jesus commanded, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Now, if that's not the mission of your life, then what is? Anything other than that, can I suggest that you're off course? If you have a relationship with the risen Savior, that is his mission for your life. It will involve other things, right? It may involve you being a plumber. It may involve you being a politician. It may involve you being a a doctor. I'm not saying that everybody has to go to the mission field. What I'm saying is you're already in the mission field. Are you on a mission? Many Christians ask the question, what is God's will for my life? As Pastor Robert continues his teaching through 1 Peter, he'll be explaining that the will of God is simple. It is revealed to us in his word. Jesus commands us as his disciples to go into all the world preaching the gospel and to make disciples. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 12, with today's message. His love is the man. should no longer be children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying building up of itself in love See, what he's telling us here in this passage is that there should be a focus on all of us growing together in our understanding of who God is and what his plans are and the mission that he has for us. And we should be, we should all, you know, we should all be be on the same page with this, working on the same mission, working toward the same goals. That's what he wants for us, what God wants for us. And, and he, he talks about the idea of, you know, no, no longer being children. And it's amazing to me how many Christian children there are. For example, mature men and women who are leaders, who are, who are solid in their professions or, or, or whatever, but they have claimed the name of Christ for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, but they don't really, they don't really know anything of his word when it's so readily available to us. When Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, in chapter one, he praises them for their giftedness and their knowledge, their education, and all these different things. They they fall short in no spiritual gift. And then in chapter three, he says, but you're a bunch of babies. You still need milk. You should be teaching other people. And and he, and he, he really gets very pointed with them because it was, the church in Corinth was a church that was led by immature babies in Christ, and he, and he calls them on it. He rebukes them on it. Be strong in God's grace, 
he says. Repeat all that you've been taught about the Lord Jesus. You know, find other people to teach. Do the work of the ministry. So as Charles Spurgeon once declared, if you claim the name of Christ, you're either a missionary or an imposter. That's a strong statement. Which are you? Missionary? Are you on a mission? For, are, you, are you an imposter? Now see, here's the, here's the reason that I throw this out there. Because the day is coming when the imposters will be set aside, left behind. And Jesus, Jesus said that on that day, there are going to be a lot, of, a lot of self-deceived people. Many will say to me, Jesus said, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we did this, we did this, we did this. And I will say to them, but I never knew you. You have to leave. Imposters who didn't even know that they were imposters. And so part of my responsibility is, is to simply ask you to ask the question. I'm, I don't know. How am I supposed to know? The Bible says I can't even know my own heart. I'm not capable of evaluating yours. You have to do that with him. You really should do this with him. Which am I? If judgment day were tomorrow, I mean, what would I hear from you? In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus commanded, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Now, if that's not the mission of your life, then what is? Anything other than that, can I suggest that you're off course? If you have a relationship with the risen Savior, that is his mission for your life. It will involve other things, right? It may involve you being a plumber. It may involve you being a politician. It may involve you being a, a doctor. I'm not saying that everybody has to go to the mission field. What I'm saying is you're already in the mission field. Are you on a mission is the question. Second point is he refers to, to conduct that silences ignorance. Look back at verse 13. First Peter chapter 2, thir verse 13, he says, Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king is supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants, as willing servants, willing slaves of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh, and, and I'm not going to read the whole, you know, the rest of that, but remember, as he was, as, as Peter was writing this, more than likely Nero was the ultimate authority in his world. You, you see what I'm saying? The, the, the Roman emperor, the guy was crazy. Everybody knew he was crazy. He was a tyrant. But what he's teaching us here, Peter wants us to, to understand, you and I are to be examples of integrity and submission to human authority. God has ordained that there should be government. Now, in this country, we have a representative form of government. That means you and I, if we have the right, if we're citizens, if we have the right to vote, we have the responsibility to be involved with that, right? What he's telling us here is that if our lives are examples of integrity, we're living out what we say we believe. In so doing, we reveal and therefore silence the ignorance of foolish men, those who reject God, those who are, you know, living in active rebellion against God and, and the principles of Scripture. And please understand, you know, this thing about, you know, 
be submissive to your masters even if they're harsh and all. This was not an endorsement of slavery even, you know, any more than it was an endorsement of Nero. Peter wasn't suggesting that Roman rule was necessarily a good thing or that, that Nero was a good man or someone deserving of respect, deserving of, of honor, submission, or, or, or whatever. But as followers of Jesus Christ, we're expected to willingly suffer for doing good while being careful to give the authorities no reason to punish us for truly criminal behavior. Do the right thing. If you get punished for doing the right thing, Jesus said, you're blessed. Don't back away from it. A great example of the, the importance of the principles that we're shown here in, in this passage of Scripture, Kim Davis, this court clerk in Rowan County, Kentucky, chose jail rather than issue licenses for marriages which the Bible says are evil. And yes, evil. But Robert, if two people love each other, well now, bear with me for a second, think this through. What if I fall in love with your 14-year-old daughter? I mean, apparently it happens all the time. No, but that's, that's different, that's wrong, that's inappropriate. Why? Who are you to judge me? Why do we say that's wrong? What basis do we have for it? The only real basis that we have for it, ultimately, is God's order for our world. There are things that the Bible teaches us. There are things that, that, that we shouldn't be indulging in. You know, it, it's like, I remember one of our instructors many, many years ago when I was in Youth with a Mission, he said he had a really close friend who was a pastor who came to him at one point and said, you know, I got a real problem. I don't know what to do. And he said, well, what's the problem? I've fallen in love with my secretary. And he said, well, that's not real complicated. That's pretty simple, actually. You must not. He's like, what do you mean I must not? I can't help the fact that I fell in love with her. And he said, yes, you can. What are you, are you a slave to your emotions? No, you're not. You are not to be a slave to your emotions. And when we talk about falling in love with someone, that's what we're talking about. I mean, you can romanticize it all you want, but at the end of the day, it's emotion. And yes, I'm speaking from personal experience. I made a decision when I first met my wife that I would not love her. What? Yeah, we were in a situation where it was not allowed. We were, we were, she was in a training class that for six months, we couldn't have that kind of relationship. And I had to distance myself from her, emotionally, because we were around each other all the time. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks so much for joining us today. You know, God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. 
Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click the donate button. Now, here's Tracy with more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.